What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Carnes, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Hammock. Daniel, week 10, I almost said week 9, week 10 in the books. Yes. And this might have been my favorite college football Saturday to watch. felt like every window had at least two bangers of games. Yeah, we were definitely having to figure out on what screen we were watching what uh, at every window. There's, I think that is the first time this year that that's happened um, because every other time it's been like, oh, okay, there's at least one blowout or a snoozer or, you know, all the good games are in one window. So this was a nice, long, fun day. Yeah, very... <laughs> It's still going. We're watching, you know, I've got Arizona and UCLA on here as we record it a little after midnight here on the East Coast. Um, Daniel, we we got a lot of games to talk about. Let's dive in. I think we'll start with the games that just ended. Alabama 42, LSU 28. Um, Yeah, this game played out how I thought it might, which is that, look, like LSU's offense, elite Alabama's defense, elite. LSU's defense, <laughs> very, very suspect. Um, Alabama's offense, I say they're the more suspect unit on Alabama, but they've kind of turned a corner and kind of found something and kind of leaned into their identity. Um, so I, I thought that Alabama would have the edge simply based off of, like, which defino, you know, who do I trust less, Alabama's offense or LSU's defense? And especially with the injuries, it was going to be LSU's defense. But, man, there there for the first three and a half quarters, it was shot for shot. Alabama and LSU put on a show. I tweeted about this, but I love watching this game. Every time this game comes on, it just feels like the biggest stage in college football. Like, the game Mm -hmm. matters so much. Because most years, I mean, the SEC West has decided in this football game. And the uniforms are perfect. Like, both venues are amazing places to watch college football. A lot of the time, they get this 8 p.m. CBS kick in primetime. They're both off a bye week. I loved watching every second of this game. Both quarterbacks put on an absolute show tonight. Um, Hate that Jaden Daniels got hurt there at the end. But, I mean, just an impressive Alabama win. And now looking at their schedule, they've, they've all but wrapped up the West. They would have to lose twice. And Ole Miss and Ole Miss beat Georgia next week in mm-hmm. order for Ole Miss to win the West. LSU's out of it; they're eliminated. Um, Alabama can lock up the West next week. So, uh, yeah, I'm just really impressed with Alabama. Yeah, it was definitely uh, it, like you said. This the SEC West goes through this game, um, so fitting in the last year of the SEC West, it comes through this game because yeah, technically Ole Miss has still got a hope out there, but. Yeah, you're counting on this Alabama team to lose twice and, you know, them to beat Georgia and Mississippi State. Um, that's that's tall, tall task uh, in and of itself. But, yeah, crazy to have two quarterbacks both go over 150 rush yards in a game uh, against each other. It definitely felt like they were, you know, matching each other blow for blow. Um, yeah, I – that first drive or the first touchdown that LSU had where, you know, Jaden Daniels connected with Malik Neighbors down the field, I was like, oh, man, okay, 
this is a gonna be a problem for for Alabama. But then I was thinking back to to your words on on this podcast about LSU's defense, and it's just they're not they're not serious. They're not good. They don't tackle well, um, and especially against an Alabama team who has has fully taken on their you know their identity as a running team whether that's QB run or you know zone run with the with the tailbacks so they could spread it around to the receivers but that's just to loosen you up so that they can pound it um that's exactly what they did Jalen Milrow had 20 carries averaged almost eight yards a carry 155 yards four touchdowns I mean he was electric in the run game looked very confident which I think bodes well for Alabama moving forward. Um, I think he's had this confidence, but in a game of this magnitude, I think that kind of, you know, um, just catapults them to Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I, Jade Daniels, 163 yards on just 11 carries. So 14 yards a carry. He was very explosive, had a 40 yard run. Um, I, we'll have to kind of keep tabs on him moving forward, um, just on if he's how he's going to be able to play, because he came back in, but then they he was eventually replaced by Garrett Nussmeyer for the rest of the game. So um, I want to see how that ends up playing out. But yeah, these two, I mean, this is a must watch every year. And at one point, it was just score, 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 score. And I was like, you just couldn't turn it off. So you're wondering who is going to make the first stop. Smart people had Alabama's defense and said, yeah, they're going to do it. Um, I took LSU. We didn't have a preview show. I took LSU just like, they're going to pull the upset again. Um, It did not happen. So congratulations, Alabama. And looks like they're going to be in Atlanta. Yeah, preseason I thought that LSU would win this game again. Um, I did not expect the defense for LSU to be as bad as as it is at this point in the season. Which, I mean, literally four injuries in the secondary doesn't help. Um, right. Especially when that was that was the year that they went out and got four transfers in because they knew the secondary wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, stinks. LSU's out of it for the West now. Bama moves on. And, yeah, looking like they, they've all but locked up their spot in Atlanta. We can find out next week with one game uh, for sure who will be in Atlanta when – Ole Miss takes on Georgia. If Georgia wins that game, it is locked in that you've got Alabama-Georgia in the SEC championship. You know what? Let's go ahead and go there. Uh, Georgia-Missouri, another ranked matchup in the SEC. Uh, Georgia 30, Missouri 21. Daniel, once again, we'll we'll talk about the winner. Uh, Impressed with Georgia. Um, Impressed with Missouri, too. I think that both teams hit each other in the mouth. Like Georgia again got down in the first quarter, so seven three Missouri takes the lead. Georgia responds with a touchdown. Carson Beck just never looks rattled. He looks calm a hundred percent of the time. I think mm-hmm. he's continued to have an underrated season, just because he's not hitting a lot of like fifty yard pass plays, but he's hitting a lot of like twenty yard pass plays, like that mid like ten to twenty five yard passes. He's hitting a lot of. Um, obviously, this is another game without Brock Bowers. Missouri coming off of a bye. I thought they threw everything they had at Georgia. And again, I, I think if you're talking about Georgia and if you're not impressed, 
I think it's because you're comparing them to it's the Bama problem. It's you're comparing this Georgia team mm. to the Georgia team of the last two years where and I think even then, you you and I were talking about this pre show, like you look back on that with some rose colored glasses and think that Georgia just killed everybody last year when they beat Missouri by four, they beat Kentucky by six. Like they played Florida close until the game kind of broke up in last year. You just remember 65 to seven in the national championship and think that this <laughs> Georgia just dog walked everybody the whole season. But Daniel, this to me was a Missouri team. That's not fluky. A Missouri team that brought their a game and Unfortunately for Missouri, it wasn't good enough. Like, Georgia's good enough to withstand your A game. And I don't think Georgia played their A game. I thought Georgia played their B game. And Mm -hmm. your A game wasn't good enough to beat Georgia in this game. Um, Carson Beck was great. I thought that uh, Dejan Edwards is Georgia's best back. He just continues to be patient in the backfield. Um, Georgia, I thought, tried to force the run a little bit in this game. Um, I, I like continuously, like it, like Missouri did a good job of stopping the run, run early, and Georgia just kept going back to it, trying to force feed the backs a little bit. Um, this is an offense that, like the highlight of this offense is Carson Beck in this passing game. It's been unbelievable this year, and uh, I was surprised that they obviously want to have a balance attack. But anyway, really, really impressed with Georgia. They stepped up in the biggest moments. This team just exudes confidence. And I think playing some of these back and forth games is going to pay dividends later on the season for, I said later on the season, it's already November, Daniel. Um, we're here at the, yeah. <laughs> at the money point in the season. And uh, again, Georgia was clutch when they need to be. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, to your point about the, the running game, it looks like they were just uh, trying to keep them honest. Um, Missouri was, getting pressure on on Carson Beck. And this was the first time that we've really seen a team, you know, really uh, get past that offensive line somewhat consistently, whether they were actually getting home or, you know, it just being a a pressure or a hurry or a knockdown. Um, They were kind of getting in Carson Beck's face. Um, So I think that the run game was probably to try to slow that. Um, But yeah, this team is most efficient when it's, you know, got number 15's got the ball and he's standing in the pocket because he's able to deliver it to a lot of different targets. Um, that one throw to Ladd McConkey down the middle, uh, I was telling you off air, that one was really pretty. Uh, nice deep post there. Um, defensively for Georgia, it was interesting because seeing Cody Schrader for, for Mizzou run for 100 yards, it was methodical. They just had to, they just kept running it. So, uh, it, it did look like it was a lighter box. Uh, you had mentioned that Georgia was playing with, you know, an extra member in the secondary. It looked like they were mostly in their their dime or their money package where they had an extra to try to defend these these great Missouri receivers. Um, so I noticed Julian Humphrey in this game. He had a few knockdowns um, and pass deflections. So he had a good game uh, alongside Kamari Lasser and some of the other guys that we know. So interested to see how this Georgia team matures from this moment. Um, But I mean, I I think we're going to look back at the end of the season, which is not far away and say, this is a good win because I think Missouri is legitimate. They've proven it so far this year uh, with the games they've played. And I think they'll continue to prove it for these last few. 
taking a Missouri the rest of the season. So they are now seven and two, three games left. They host Tennessee next week. They host or, excuse me, they host Florida the following week. They go to they go to Arkansas to finish the season. I cannot talk. Tennessee, Florida, both at home. They go to Arkansas. What's their final record? I think they went two or three. So, so too. that sounds right. It's it's tough because uh, you know I I think that they I actually think they match up well with Tennessee, but I think Tennessee's their hardest game. So I think they yeah. match them yeah. well. Um, so I could see them winning all three because I think they're a better team than both Arkansas and Florida. Um, but uh, like you know, if I had to pick, I'd say they'd lose to Tennessee. But I think they stylistically play them really well. So and they catch them at a good time the week before Georgia plays. Let's say Tennessee's Tennessee. in a good spot. So, so. Uh, another big game tonight. <laughs> A lot of points. Washington 52, USC 42. I thought this game went to script. Washington's kind of playing around the last couple of weeks, played some close games, but nothing like a USC defense to get your offense right. Uh, 52 points for Washington and Michael Penix. Of course, USC put up a bunch of points too because this Washington defense hasn't been spectacular. Um, but yeah, the, like three and a half point line just seemed too little. You and I both took Washington there. Um, this game played out. A, I don't know if I thought about this many points, but about how I thought it would in a high-scoring game, and Washington pulls away from USC, and that did play out. Um, Michael Penix mm-hmm. continues to be very special. This Washington team uh, moves to nine and zero, so you know they're sitting right outside the college football playoff rankings right now, but. I mean, win your games and you're in. You don't have to worry about where you are right this second. Uh, but, yeah, man, Washington, we've talked about them. This team is special. Uh, USC, their third loss of the season. I'm tired of talking about USC, man. They're just not serious. So, uh, big on Washington. Dylan Johnson, be- 26 carries, 256 yards, four touchdowns, 10 yards a carry. 256 yards. That's just you from just a back. Don't tackle. I was initially looking at at Austin Jones for USC with his stat line, 11 for 127, which is 11 and a half a carry. Like, hey, it's a great dude, game that for a was back. a great game. And then I look over to the left and I'm like, holy crap! Yep. Oops. <laughs> the Dylan Johnson. Yeah. That. Oops. Um, you know. Wow. Wow. He had equal amount of rush yards that Michael Penix had pass yards. They both had 256. That's hilarious. Wow. A lot of offense in this one. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. Another fun game, Bedlam. The you know Everyone's like the final one in the series, which I have to take a side note here for a second. Daniel, as far as I know, no one's preventing these teams from scheduling each other in the future, right? Right. It's they can do the that whole, if they want to. It's like Texas and Texas A&M whenever A&M came to the SEC. All the, uh, you know, all the, yeah, those, like, cattiness, the pettiness in the rivalry. I guess we're never going to play again, you know? Yeah, in the, the last decade, either one of the two schools could have scheduled the other one. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I just think it's silly. Um, that, like, oh, Oklahoma's the one who doesn't want this. It's like, hey, we... 
you're more than welcome. Both both schools, let's schedule it. Plenty of other schools have rivals that are in other conferences. They play every year. I digress. It is I think fitting. Oklahoma has some incentive after today to want to play it again because yeah. you certainly don't want the last one to be played to be a Cowboys <laughs> win. This is fitting that Oklahoma State won this won this game because here's why. is The rivalry always means more to little brother. And mm-hmm. if you're an Oklahoma State fan, I apologize, but looking at the stats from this rivalry, <laughs> it is... Oklahoma is 91-20-7 in this rivalry game. So it's not really a rivalry. Plus, Oklahoma's biggest rivalry is Texas. So, like, yeah. this means a lot more to Oklahoma State than it is for Oklahoma. So good for Oklahoma State for winning this last game of the rivalry for now, and they will play again. Um, and getting to rush the field. And guess what? They now control their own destiny to go play for a Big 12 championship after losing to South Alabama. Uh, they now control their own destiny. So I do have to call out, you know, we haven't talked a lot of uniform stuff yet. Um, didn't even write this one down. Oklahoma State gets a negative point on the uniform card because they have a lot of great options now this year. Like they fixed their template. They got some nice stripes, good numbers. I'm not a big orange fan, but I get it. Orange and black looks cool together. You can't be wearing bright orange pants with a black jersey and a white helmet. It just it doesn't look very good. Um, bad combo. Yeah, they kind of look like Oregon State a little bit. Um, and they, Oregon State look a lot cleaner. Yeah, this, yeah, the combo just looked. It didn't look very good. Anyway, but huge win for Gundy. Again, they control their own destiny in the Big Twelve in. It's very likely at this point they're going to play for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, they don't have a lot left that they've got to they've got to worry about. So, looks like Texas might have an easy road. <laughs> Who do they have left? I'm pulling up their schedule now. They've got Texas Tech, TCU. Texas Tech is last week of the season. TCU. Yeah, like TCU, then Iowa State, then Texas Tech. There you go. Yeah. And Oklahoma State has BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston left. (laughs) So, then again, they did lose to South Alabama, so I don't want to... uh, But (laughs) I'll say this. Texas probably wants to play... uh, I don't know. I... The, the part of playing Oklahoma and being able to beat them after losing to them would probably be nice. Uh, but as far as ease of schedule, it would probably be a lot easier for them to take down Oklahoma State. But who knows? You know? The way this has gone. So. Be a good on um, Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma, back-to-back losses. I'm trying to find this tweet. Uh, I don't think it's from this person now. It's not. Basically, it was like number of. It was like seasons where Oklahoma. It was consecutive losses. How many times each head coach had consecutive losses? It was like Bob Stoops lost two games in a row, a total of two times in his whole tenure or something like that. And then Lincoln Riley, I think it was three times in his whole tenure. It was less than that. Uh, 
Brent Venables has done it four times in two years, had back-to-back losses. Like it was, it was more than like both head coaches before them with a lot more years anyway. To be fair, was, they stunk last year, so he racked them up last year. But that just tells you how how long Oklahoma's been really, really good. Really, really um, good. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll. I mean, it's it's very likely at this point they're not playing for the Big Twelve Championship. You beat Texas and you blow it. You blow it. Speaking of Texas, I was going to say, yeah. Overtime with Kansas State. I can't believe they let Kansas State get back in this game. I like switched over from this early on because it was a it was getting to be a blowout, and there were other good games on, but they finished the drill. They got the win. You win and move on. We've talked through the schedule remaining. This was their big test. Uh, yeah. Impressive first half. Worrisome second half. They can't be doing this the rest of the way and letting teams hang in there. But impressive win from Texas. Good play from Malik Murphy. He made like some freakish throws and then some also like some some WTF throws, just like what are you doing? Yeah, uh, made some of those throws too. That is like, oh yeah, this is, this is your second game. You can have a couple of those. Had one pick and probably should have had two more, uh, but with bad throws. But again, if they can kind of survive the the wave here, get Ewers back. Texas is still the best team in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this also has a lot to do with Kansas State just not being a pushover um, as much as everybody might want them to end up being. Um, They just, you know, will hang in there and and fight with anybody, and they can win any game that's on their schedule. Um, And they showed that last year and obviously this year. Um, So, you know, Chris Klein has definitely done a phenomenal job uh, with that team. So, yeah, the fact that they finished this one out to to even be in it was was remarkable. So, uh, we'll see how they are going forward. But Howard with another four touchdowns, looking great. I have a weird score update. Oregon State is up 20-5 to five on Colorado. So, that's a fun... It was fun... a blocked extra point. <laughs> it, was, it was a PA... It was a PAT try or a uh, two point conversion try that f- bad snap scoop and score. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, My little oh my ticker God. here said it was a blocked PAT taken oh, back. Really? Yeah. No, so. it was a uh, a bad snap on a two point try. And uh, oh gosh, that's so funny. Um, it's always weird seeing five. Yeah, that's, that's just a funny score. Um, Arizona up 17-7 on UCLA. Speaking of which, Dana, my top four uniform matchups of the week. Oh, yeah. Number one, Alabama and LSU. Just. Got to. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. LSU has, I've said the best uniform in college football. I don't know if I still stand by that, but it's very high up there. Um, That looks really good on TV always. Those colors, the clash. Anyway, it's beautiful. Uh, Number two. USC and Washington, another purple in there. So those look really good on TV. Texas and Kansas State. Texas, of course, we we love Texas, but Kansas State, I like their way uniform. I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys uniform. So what's their yeah? What's their not to like? Um, and then number four, playing right now, Arizona and UCLA. 
I had a different one. Honorable mention, Michigan State, Nebraska. But I love the way this looks on TV with the you know Arizona. You said America colors, which always looks good. Um, yeah. UCLA, I've always loved. Their away uniform is great. Those are uniforms I love. How about teams that deserve to lose because of the uniforms they wore? And they went 0 for 3. So, and I even said before the game for this first one that you deserve to lose for wearing this. And it happened. Number one is Florida. Florida wore black uniforms. Let me tell you what's wrong with them, Daniel. Um, number one, Florida's colors are orange and blue. All right. Their biggest rival, Georgia. Yeah, last I checked. Yeah, yeah. Their colors are red and black. You wore your rival's color as a uniform. That doesn't make any sense. Number two, they changed the uniform. We talked about this pre-show. Usually have a gator over the left part of the chest, the gator logo. It's unique to Florida. Um, instead of putting it center like most teams do. Instead of that, they put a script gators across the chest. But they did it in blue on the jersey and on the helmet. That should have been an orange. Would have popped more on the jersey. Anyway, they were horrible uniforms. I said they were so bad they deserved to lose. And what do you know? 39 to 36. You lost to an Arkansas team you had. It was 2-6 and six with no SEC wins. And fired their OC. Arkansas's offense has been horrible all season. So that was a performance deserving of the uniforms they wore. Number two, Maryland. Did you see Maryland's uniforms today? No, I didn't. Um, if your eyes are okay to burn for a minute, you can go ahead and look that up. Um, black helmet, yellow jerseys, black pants. They looked horrible. Ooh, and they've got, and again, yeah. it's it's more of a crime when you have phenomenal uniforms. Florida has phenomenal uniforms regularly. Um, Maryland has really good uniforms. Now they've gone with like black. They've gone with a more classic look. Um, they're horrible today. They deserve to lose, and they got whooped by Penn State. Lastly, this is a sad one, Notre Dame. Was the look by itself bad? No. But Notre Dame is a school known for not messing with its uniforms, except for like one game a year. They'll do like the Shamrock Series, or like they'll wear the green jersey, whatever. You know, They wore white pants on the road today. And it looked not good. So I said, they deserve to lose. They did. So 0 for 3 on teams that deserve to lose because of the uniforms they wore. Um, look good, play good. That's what I always say. So uh, did you see the Maryland ones? No, I was trying to get my... Oh, uh, they're... Uh, not I'll send it to you. They're bad. But are there any other games you wanted to hit before we uh, talk a little playoff? I'm tapped um, out on the games I wanted to talk about. I'm looking now. I think that we got all of... Early on, I thought we were going to end up talking Ohio State Rutgers, but Ohio State took care of that. Yeah, I was like, this is about to get me with the main screen uh, there for a little bit. Um, Ohio State pulled away. That defense is still really good. We didn't mention... or We mentioned them, but Ole Miss against Texas A&M. That's right. That was a good game, uh, and A&M had a chance to win it late. Um, Ole Miss ends up goal. hanging on. Um, so Ole Miss doing all it can to to stay in the race in the SEC West and heads to Athens next week. So um, 
Fun fact, the only team in the SEC that Kirby Smart has not beaten is Ole Miss. And a coach that he has not beaten yet in his tenure is Hugh Freeze. And both of those were... I'm sorry, it was Hugh Freeze. Uh, I was going to say Lane Kiffin, but he's never played Lane Kiffin. Never played him, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Lane Kiffin, uh, it was Hugh Freeze earlier in the season until he beat him. But um, So that has a little bit of intrigue um, as far as, you know, when we talk about them next week. But, yeah, this one was this one was back and forth, and it was my main screen for a while uh, at the noon slate. Jackson Dart played his best game. Um, 24-33, 387, two touchdowns. That was great. Trey Harris had a really big game, 213 yards receiving. Um, yeah, that it, it was a good passing offense game. I mean, this is, this is a team the last two years has been a really strong running offense, but uh, passing offense starting to come alive at the right time, too. You go into Athens next week, that'll be a real big test. And, again, Ole Miss still not dead yet in the SEC West. Mm-hmm. Yep. Daniel, we... Get the rankings on Tuesday. Will there be any changes to the top four? Hmm. I say no. Let's see. It was Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. Michigan, Florida State. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that Florida State obviously did anything to move up. Uh, which I don't think we mentioned. They just won. They won twenty four seven over Pitt. Um, yeah, it, it was fine. It was just Michigan you know. won big, but it wasn't enough. I don't think to have them overtake Georgia or Ohio State. Well, especially when Georgia just got a a ranked win. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then Georgia getting a ranked win is big, but Ohio State they beat a six win Rutgers team, so it's at least kind of comparable, you know? Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a, you know, they, they struggled early on, but then they pulled away. So I think that, I think it's going to stay the same. I think so too. I think everything stays for this week. And then of course, next week he got some big games. He got Penn State, Michigan, oh, Georgia, yeah. Ole Miss, some chance for some movement. Be sure to, uh, follow the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you can follow us at the extra point pod on YouTube and Instagram. You can follow Daniel on Twitter at deep South Daniel. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Carnes with a K that'll live for this edition of the extra point. He is Daniel. I am Jacob. See you.